The following audio is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe is available at axechurchleander.com. Um, my name is Grant. I'm one of the elders here. And so uh, uh, we're starting a new series today. And our uh, three, three weeks of questions, deep questions. And so I, of course, get to answer this question. Uh, what is the purpose of life in 12 minutes or less? All right? That's going to be real fun. So uh, uh, we'll talk about purpose today. We'll talk about... Uh, Origin and destiny in the next couple weeks coming up. But the purpose of life, all right? Man, in 12 minutes or less, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I want to actually show you some quotes on people um, and their perspectives on purpose and what is their purpose. So here's the first one. Joey Lawson says this, In nature, the purpose of life is to achieve a goal. In human terms, it's called happiness, right? Now, that may or may not be the best uh, definition, and uh, you know, I've been reading a book recently by Frederick Nietzsche, and if you know him, he's a philosopher, grew up uh, the son of a Lutheran pastor, and then became an atheist and became this philosopher that really said, there is no purpose in life. All we do is we live and we die. And he actually termed the coin, uh, termed the phrase, God is dead, back in the 60s, and it showed up on Time magazine, um, but said that there was no purpose at all in life. This person now says, no, the purpose of life is happiness, that there is maybe a le- another level that purpose is happiness. Here's another one. Uh, the poet Ralph Waldo Emerson says, the purpose of life is not to be happy, so they contradict there. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. All right? I like that one a little bit better. It's more about um, helping other people and making the world a better place, but I think we can go even deeper into that. Here's the next one. Um, I'm convinced that the jealous, the angry, the bitter, and the egotistical are the first to race to the top of mountains. A confident person enjoys the journey, the people they meet along the way, and sees life not as a competition. They reach the summit last because they know God isn't at the top waiting for them. He is down below helping his followers to understand that the view is glorious wherever you stand. I really like that one because... Purpose is not just about attaining some goal, about finishing school or making a lot of money or having a family or, or retiring well or whatever, but that purpose happens in every circumstance of our life, in the ups and the downs, and that God is in the midst of all of those. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. So uh, here's another one. So the Westminster Shorter Catechism, uh, this was a knockoff on, on Luther. So Luther had his small catechism, and then uh, they, they started coming up with other catechisms. But he says this, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. I like that one. I like that, right? Um, ultimately that. So. And then uh, one last one by Mark Twain. The two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. Right? Right? So... Yeah, what is our purpose here on life? And so um, as we look in this, we're going to look at uh, 1 Peter. And so if you have your Bibles, we are going to read this together. And I broke it up into three sections, and we'll look at what Peter says is our purpose. Now some background, if you know Peter, Peter was the disciple of Jesus. Uh, he was the guy that, that denied Jesus three times. Um, he was also the guy that Jesus later on said, all right, on you, Peter, I'm going to build my church. You're going to be the leader. You're going to be that person that, that guides after I leave. Um, but Peter was kind of a fickle disciple at times, but, but very passionate. And Peter found his purpose after Jesus went up and, uh, and res- was resurrected. He was one of the first to, to find out, and he, he went running back to tell other people. And he was excited, right? Um, and he realized the purpose 
And we had the story of Acts, and we have all that, and how the church just explodes and booms because the disciples finally had a deeper purpose than just, just serving or just doing whatever, but it was uh, following uh, Jesus in all they did. Now, um, let's read this. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Now, at first glance, this may seem like a, ooh, he's saying we have to be holy and be perfect and be, you know, uh, this, this, these pious kind of people over here, right? Um, and in essence, that is what he's saying, but if we take this word holy and we unpack this a little bit, the word holy actually means set apart. So what he's saying here is, is not to be uh, perfect and be better than other people, but what he's saying is, is to be set apart and live out our set-apartness as Christians. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, so my family growing up, my mom loved to have uh, a living room that was for, like, guests. Anybody ever have that? Our houses today don't so much have that as much, but you had a living room where guests came, and then you had the family room where you came and watched TV, right? And that's where you did most of your hanging out. But in this living room that we had, we had couches. And we, as kids, were not allowed to sit on these couches unless there were people over, right? Anybody else have that? Yeah, okay. Uh, it wasn't as gaudy as that, but, uh, but yeah, it was, this, this couch was set apart. It was holy for a reason, right? It was set apart for when people came over, we used it for a particular purpose. And that's really what God is calling us here. What Peter says is that we are set apart for a purpose of God's disciples, right? To, to live out, to, to love others, and to, to share that good news of what Jesus has done. Um, and so we continue. And maybe you have some set-apartness things in your life, right? Fine china that you use every once in a while or, or that first day of clothes or um, just whatever. But we have things that are set apart for a holy purpose like God sets us apart. All right, here's the second part of the verse. So why are we set apart? Here's, here's the answer for this. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds... Conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, through who him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God." Um, right there, we have the Easter story, right? That Jesus came down, was made a baby in humbleness, right? Lived that perfect sinless life for you and for me, and then was, give, gave his blood so that we could live forever in essence and, and be with him um, and enjoy his presence forever, right? Um, now, what I love about this, go back to the, the slide before this, yeah is that he says, it was not with perishable things, such as gold or silver, but with the precious blood of Christ. In our world, we often uh, equate physical possessions or things of, of value with things of worth, right? Uh, 
you make lots of money so you can have more stuff, so you can have better things or a better quality of life, and, and that enables us to, to have worth in, in certain areas. Um, but what it's saying here is that, no, that stuff in God's economy does not matter, right? Uh, I love the story of, of the guy who, who dies and uh, goes up to heaven and stands at the pearly gates, and St. Peter there is, is kind of the, it's all not real, so... Just know that. He's standing there at the pearly gates, and St. Peter has his checklist and says, uh, uh, name, and the guy tells him his name. He's like, okay, uh, yeah, you're in, you're in. Uh, but then he noticed the man is holding some suitcases. And so he asks him, uh, why are you holding suitcases? And the man goes, well, okay, uh, I know we're not technically supposed to bring things up here, but I had an, a, an agreement with God, and he told me I could bring these things. So the guy's like, uh, all right, hold on. I'll be back. Calls up God and says, uh, God, I got this guy here. He says you talked to him and could bring things. And what's up with that? God's like, yeah, it's cool. So St. Peter goes back, talks to the guy, says, all right, you're in. Uh, God said you could bring those. But I'm just kind of curious, what is so important to you that you decided to bring this with you to heaven? And the guy opens up the suitcase, and St. Peter just gets on his knees and starts laughing. <laughs> and he looks at it and says, pavement? You brought pavement? And the guy had his suitcase full of gold bars. And so, it's funny. Come on, killing a different crowd, maybe. All right. But uh, what I love about that story is that what is valuable here on earth, in God's eyes, you know, are, well, maybe I should have set that up better, too. Because in Revelation, it says the streets are paved with gold, and there's, you know, jewels. All, okay, now? All right, now it makes sense? All right, man, that's why I'm not a comedian. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, but, but uh, the things we find valuable here that we, we spend so much time and effort um, accumulating here on earth, Jesus says, no, that's not really what ultimately matters, that you came in this world with nothing, you're going to leave with nothing. And so spend the time on things that actually matter, and that's uh, sharing about the precious blood of Jesus and that sacrifice that he has given us. Um, all right, so... We share this good news. That is our purpose here on life. We share that good news so more and more people will come to know, to love, and to follow Jesus Christ and to ultimately have that salvation, right? That's, that's our purpose here on earth. Now, how do we share that good news? Peter has another part of this, starting at verse 22. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. So Peter tells us how we share that message now, how we share that purpose that we have in life, and that is to, to serve and to love. And that's what we get to do today. We get to serve one another. We get to love our brothers and sisters so that they ultimately can better know that love of Jesus personified uh, with skin on in different ways through you guys. And so that's, that's amazing. We'll have all kinds of different projects here. We'll talk about those at the end of the service, but uh, we'll have projects here. We'll have projects where you can go off if you'd like to serve that way. Um, but it's just a way to, to take a break in our day and to say, yes, Jesus loves you, and we want to show that to you. Um, because most people don't care what you say until they know how much you care, right? Um, so there's that. Now, I was also searching this, um, you know, this, this aspect of serving on the impact of the human body. And as holistic beings, you know, everything affects everything. Um, and I, I found some cool stats. And this really is just kind of cool. But 
But those who volunteered in the year 2000 were 42% more likely to be very happy than non-volunteers. There's something about when we serve, when we love other people, that we receive something of blessing with that. Uh, Here's another stat. In a 2008 study, giving money to someone else lifted participants' happiness more than spending it on themselves, despite participants' prediction that spending on themselves would make them happier. So there's something about giving, right? And then the last one here. One piece of research showed that older individuals who volunteered for at least 200 hours a year decreased their risk of hypertension by a whopping 40%. So if you want to live long and you want to be you know, satisfied on earth, it's saying uh, serve. Now, that's, what I love about this is we can do studies you know, all day long, but it's, it's the wisdom literature, the, the, the scriptures. You know, a couple weeks ago, I talked about forgiveness and talked about the power of forgiveness and the healing of forgiveness. And people have done studies on that of saying, yeah, that's good for you. Well, duh, Jesus said those kinds of things, right? Um, and so we know that, that serving is ultimately uh, not self-serving, but it's to serve others in our purpose in life of sharing that good news of Jesus. And this week after Easter, we get to do that. We get to share. And hopefully it's not just a one Sunday or a couple Sundays a year thing. Hopefully it's a daily thing that we learn to serve our neighbors, that we learn to serve our coworkers, our family members, um, the people that are often hardest to love and serve. Um, Not to earn favor with God, but hopefully to share that precious gift of the Easter message with them. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you have given us purpose, that we don't just wander throughout life seeking um, a high here and a high there, but Lord, that you have, you have um, given us your very blood. And because of that, you have given us value. You have given us um, uh, worth. And because of that, we can then go share that worth and um, tell others about their amazing worth in Jesus' eyes. And so, Lord, uh, we pray that today as we serve, that you would, again, open up those doors of conversation, that more and more people would come to know you. And, Lord, may we live out our holiness, our set-apartness, Um, And may we be enabled to serve others today, every day. And may we seek to live into how we are set apart for your purpose because of that precious grace of your Savior, Jesus Christ. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Acts Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at actschurchleander.com.